We are two days away removed from International、uh, Errands Day. Okay. NAD. Cool. Is that on the same date every year? It, yeah. It's it September 24th every year. Cool. Yeah. So that would make today September,、uh, September 26th. 26th. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. I didn't.、Yeah. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that we're two days away from National Errands Day, but I didn't know what the date was. I just, I so if you know what National Errands Day is,、yeah. you just. Add two. Yeah, I lost count of the days. That's what it was. You、like、lost count of the days. Yeah, I lost count of the days. You need to go outside. <laughs> Coming to you live from Ed's living room, you're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. Yeah, man. Your boy、uh, had another trip around the sun this, cool, this week.、Dog. That's cool, man. Yeah, man. It was awesome. Another year. I went,、uh, spent a, the night in the woods by myself. Got a little cabin in the woods, a little tiny house in the woods. What? Wait, you did? You,、mm-hmm. You're in the woods? Yeah, I was in the woods. By yourself? By myself. Really? Yeah. I went back to which I came to、oh. Earth.、Yes. Uh, shout out to Getaway House. It's a company you can go and you rent, like a, it's a, basically like a cabin, like a little tiny house. It's a tiny house. How, how, how much? Like, you know, I guess you... It was like a hundred bucks a night. Really? Yeah. And it was,、uh, it was, it's really nice on the inside. It's like it's got a kitchenette, it's got、okay. a bed, you know, it's got air conditioning. You know, it's, it's perfect for a guy like me who, you know, wants to be in nature, but I don't want to be in nature. You、yeah. know what I'm saying? No one wants to be in nature. I don't want to be in nature.、Um, <laughs> but the interesting thing about it is that. It's smack dab in the middle of Trump country. Wow. Like outside of Houston. Oh, so it's in Montgomery County.、Uh, it's, I don't know what county it is, but、Where、I want to say Dalton County. Does that sound like a thing? That sounds Trumpy. It's very Trumpy. I counted, I drove past several ranches and I counted no less than four、uh, Trump Pence Keep America Great 2020 flags out so front. Because it's great. Uh, I guess so. Amazing. I guess so. I mean, you, I guess the, the <laughs> measurement of greatness is how many cars can fit onto the lawn up front.、It? Is that it? Each one of them had at least three.、Oh, so、man. I guess they want to accumulate more cars because cars equal wealth. I had、um, a neighbor. His name was Gerardo. He used to have cars on his lawn all the time. And、I'm, I should have talked to him a lot more、mm-hmm. if that's the measure. Yeah, man. He might have like, gifted you with one. I think he, had the, he had the key and I just missed it. Keys to life. But here's the funny part. You ready for this? Okay. Driving back from my stay in the cabin in the woods, I saw, and I'm not, I'm not making this up, it was a bumper sticker on a lifted Ford F1. I think it might have been a 250. It was kind of big. I'm going to say 450 just for the, sure. if that's more fun to me. Why not?、Uh, it was a bumper sticker, and it said, Kid Rock for Senate. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Dude, it was. Why would you want Kid Rock to do anything? Dude. Why? Remember, he was going to run for. I, I, I know, but I'm saying like, why? he can barely do music good. He can't do music good. That's the one thing that he. That's his one job, and he's bad at that. So why would you want him to do other jobs? Well, I guess, you know, if you just want to shake up the system, 
No. You want to like, get it? You want to get an outsider in no. there? No. You want to drain the I swamp? Don't want, I don't want Ba with the Ba in the White House. I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that shit. No one needs that. It's not even a word. That's what he said. Yeah, I'm no. quoting him. He was just saying. He was just saying I something. Qu- I quoted Kid Rock when I said Ba with the Ba. Yeah, no. That's the part. I don't even think you said that right. I don't I think you put enough sure emphasis on the wrong syllable. I'm not even doing it. Because I don't want to, but I'm saying like I just don't know why you would want him to have jobs besides the job that he's not good at. Like, because at least when he's making music, I could just I could just not buy it. Mm-hmm. Like I can just ignore that part. Well, he's gonna say he's gonna make things that I can't get away from. Mm-hmm. He's just stick to music, so I could just stop. Not I could just keep not buying his stuff, right? Yeah, or streaming it, or clicking on the link that has his name in it. Like right. I just avoid him. I'm pretty good at avoiding him right now. Like I'm really good at avoiding Kid Rock. I don't need him changing that for me. Like I don't need him doing that. So yeah, that's I completely agree. But that's kind of where I was at. That's oh the the mentality of people. I was, so oh. shout out to Getaway House first oh. of all. Get better that. locations though. But like, yeah, let's let's try to spread out a little yeah, bit. More. Actually, yeah, like shout out to them so they can get more money so they can like expand. Yes. Because why we don't need to see Kid Rock for tonight. It was pretty crazy driving up there because when you get to the road that. Like I guess like the side road or the off road and where the all the cabins are. Yeah. It's a dead end road. And like you're driving towards uh <laughs> what looks like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. And you're like, oh fuck. <laughs> you'd be like you'd be like because are we talking about the current, like the most recent Chainsaw Massacre? No, the first one. Okay. The one yeah. the, the one that came out in nineteen seventy yikes seven, I think. Yikes. Um and uh it was raining. So the the ground was wet and it was a little muddy out and I was like, fuck if I get stuck. This what if a, I get stuck? Did you have that moment like this is how I die? No, I never had that moment. But I, I did I did I I was very adamant on checking this reception of my cell phone because if I needed to make a phone call, I just wanted to make sure I was able to. Did you check someone you were about? Like you should just send like a you should have a pin and just someone. Nobody really knew where I was at, which was probably a mistake on my part. Definitely a mistake on your part. But I, I almost kind of liked it too because I was like, well, if I go, then I go. I no, go with a little bit you, of mis- I go with a shroud of mystery. You yo, know? black ass cannot go to Dalton County and not drop a pin for somebody. Like, because <laughs> literally, I don't know why you didn't have that moment. Like, oh, this is how I die. No, I definitely, I definitely thought like, this okay, is it, huh? No, I never thought that. I never thought that. But I was like. Well, maybe I should tell somebody where I'm at. But then yes, at the same I, time, I was like, "Nah, I, I do have an air of mystery about me. And I think that's what I yeah. think that's what drives the ladies sexy. They want to get they want to get sexy with me." Okay. Uh, so I want I wanted to keep a little bit. I was very relaxed. I, I don't know if you I don't know if you saw that picture that I photo- no, you posted. No, very relaxed. You I was look- I was very upset that nobody drew the parallel to that photo of Black China's man that posted. <laughs> do you remember that photo? I think I did actually. It changed my life. And I was like, well, why isn't anybody like your saying- friends don't know Black China that much? To they comment really don't. They that. probably don't. Saying. Like they have no idea. Like they say, who is the, who the fuck is that? What are you talking about? Yeah, but it was like I needed to to post. I'm looking for it right now because it's one of my favorite fucking things. Look, man, I just don't need you going to like Dalton County and I'm dropping pins for people. Doug. Look at that man. He look how relaxed he looks. He is very relaxed. And then like I was just like, I need to he, make that. He, he and he wears his like he wears his down on his wrist. That's how relaxed he is. And like, look, he checks it. He checks it. But he he checks like he checks it like your mom checked the like time. <laughs> As I checks the time like your mom did when you know when you're like, mommy, what time is it? She's looked at her wrist. Uh, yeah. As I checks the time, he checks it the same way. Yep, exactly the same way. And the same watch too. It's like a it's, it's like a Movado. Watch. Yeah, he just. <laughs> what time was it? Like who does, like who opened like at the like open face palm to their face? Like yeah. they just what's the time? Oh, it's uh 
Like, who's like another man doing that? It's just like I'm not like I'm not I'm not trying to say general. I'm saying like that's just always going to be a weird visual for me. It is, see, it, gotcha. no, it is funny. Is for the time. It is funny. Rest in peace. Rest in power. Rest in pro football hall that, of fame. That actually fits. Uh, Mr. Gale Sayers. Yeah. Passed away. Uh, on the 23rd, the Kansas Comet. That's what they called him. He was fast. Super fast. Um, one of the greatest football players of all time, right? He has like you a record. He has a record that he said he scored six touchdowns in the game. Wait, think, what? Six touchdowns in the game. I think it's his record. Like he has a record most touchdowns in the game, I think. I think you're right. I'm looking at his. Uh, and it hasn't been broken. I mean, who would break that? I mean, people. I've seen people score four or five, but never six. Let me just read some of his uh, his accolades. Uh, four times Pro Bowler, five time First Team All Pro, NFL Comeback Player of the Year, NFL Rookie of the Year, two times NFL Rushing Yards Leader, 1960s All Decade Team, 75th Anniversary All Time Team, 100th Anniversary All Time Team. He's got his number retired by the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Two-time consensus All-American. And then three times All-Big Eight. And then they also retired his number at Kansas. Over 4,000 rushing yards, 4,956 to be exact. 39 rushing touchdowns. 3,172 return yards. And an eight Return touchdowns. So, needless to say, pretty good. Nah, yeah, pretty good. But fuck all that. Because what is his greatest accomplishment? Oh, to me? To you. To most of us, I would say. I would say just having a character for Billy Williams to play in Brian's song. I mean, I love Brian Piccolo. <laughs> that was the first time I understood why people cry in movies. Oh, my God. Like I know, cause like I remember being like a child and seeing people cry and move out. Like, why are they crying about? And I saw Brian's song as a child. Still, I was like, oh, this is why. Mm-hmm. Like, cause when Brian Piccolo died, it was played by James Caan. Yes. And um, Gail Sayers was played by Billy D. Williams, whose real name, his actual name, is William December Williams. <laughs> That's great. Did you know that? Yeah, no, I found that like uh, maybe like a year ago. Oh, okay, but it was, that's still great. It still sounds great when I see it. Right it is. Here. William December Williams. Yeah, it's great. He's played by William December Williams, <laughs> and it's great. Like it's a, like man, that's a that's a good movie, man. It's one of those movies that men. It's like it's like a very uh, coming of age movie for for men, especially at that time. You know, this came out in 1971. Um, so at that time, it was, it was like you said, it was like one of the movies where it was okay to cry at. If you were a guy. Yeah, I was like, yo, this is sad. <laughs> Super sad. But uh, rest in peace, Gail Sayers. You will be missed. One of the greats of all time. And just, uh, you know, do it for the Gipper, I guess. I hope, hope him and Brian Pickle are like, running around right now. So oh, like yeah, they're, they're out there tossing the, the old pigskin around. Yeah, it'd be great. <sighs> you ready to talk about it? I'll never be. Um, I'll never will be. But you know, I tried to avoid. I turned my. I I went off the grid, like midday, on Thursday, or no Wednesday, of uh, 
the 23rd, whatever day that was. It's all a blur. Um, right around the time the, the verdict came out, where I was like, oh, this is happening today? Great. I'm going to turn my phone off because I know exactly what's going to happen. And so I didn't... I saw the news on the 24th, the day after, to non-surprise, to no surprise. And I was like, okay, well, let me just try to keep my head in a positive space. And I didn't, I don't want to say I actively avoided it, but I actively tried not to dwell Mm. on it because I knew I was going to come here and talk about it. Cool. But with that being said, I yield my time to you, sir. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, to me? To Who me? else would I be talking yeah, to? Yeah, Do you see I, anybody not, else with a microphone? No I just want to make sure that, like, you know, you want that you want me to speak on it. I, I would, I would love to hear you speak on it. Like, yo, wanton endangerment? Y'all just fucking with us now, dog. Y'all just fucking with us now, dog. Like, wanton endangerment? Like, you charged this nigga for shooting the wall. And a woman died. Bro, like, y'all are just fucking with us. Like, it'd have been better if you indicted no one at all. Like, even I'm not saying that been good. But it'd have been better than what the fuck, the fuck you did. Like, you, you charged someone for shooting drywall. Shooting drywall. And a woman it, sleeping in her bed instantly just died. And there's no repercussions for that. Like, none. Y'all just fucking with us, dog. Like, that's, that's why I can't... This is why I can't debate. Because y'all are just fucking with us. Y'all are playing with us. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I struggled with gathering my thoughts about all of it because... I, the way that the law is written, the way that, that statute is written, it's very pro cop in a way that I didn't even realize it could be pro cop. Like I, we know about like the laws that kind of prevent cops from getting into trouble, but this one, it seems pretty egregious in how blatantly obvious it is that they want to try to advert any blame onto the officers in any situation. And I can say that because I believe that had Breonna Taylor been white the verdict would have probably been the same. Now, like, I don't think that there would have been as much uh, outrage, but I can pretty, I can pretty safely say that this is uh, this is this is a very um, a, a umbrella kind of protection for police officers. Now, you can certainly make the argument that there is a um there's a certain i don't know what the what the word i'm looking for is or what the phrase i'm looking for is but it it, it does seem like the the law was written with the intention on being able to pursue a certain type of person like like you could you could say that this this the 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 offense started when they uh they decided to infiltrate this house, the wrong house, mm-hmm. with the projected suspect already in their custody that mm-hmm. they just did not communicate with. Yeah. Yeah. 
you could you could you could say you could say that there's a uh you know they're they're like they probably wouldn't have done that with a, a suburban household or a white household you could, you could probably make that assumption yeah maybe maybe possibly um I just think that we have a law <laughs> that when you decipher everything in this language when its best conclusion to what it's being deciphered is that that a cop is punished for shooting a wall, mm -hmm. but the cops actually killed an innocent person are not punished, then what the fuck is the law talking about? Yeah. Like that's kind of like that. I think that's the natural conclusion you get to. Yeah. Because it's like that. I mean, because even if I'm the attorney general, no, I'm not even gonna say that. If I'm a guy that that came that that came across my desk and I read it, and I read the the in entirety, and like I read the entire statement that that dude read, and I'm sitting there and I'm processing what I just read, I'd be like, so we really charged a cop for shooting the wall, and the cops shot the person. Like they're cool. That's that's the final conclusion to all this. That's 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 what we're gonna do. That's what we're doing. Are you sure we shouldn't proofread this a little bit? It seems a bit off. Like something can't be right here. Like this is this seems a little wonky. I don't understand how that can work. It's very interesting that the endangerment was the the the, the big buzzword, right? Like they put the neighbors in danger. They were in danger. They were in danger of being shot, but the person that actually was shot, they weren't in danger. They were fine. <laughs> This is no open and shut case here. I don't see the issue. We shot this girl five times for sleeping. I wonder, let's just say this did play out the way that it should have. Like, let's just say this cop was charged with murder and he had to go away. Okay. Would you feel any differently? It's a step in the right direction. This is the, let's but is it though? It is. It lets me know that when. It lets me know that. Isn't when, the bigger step would to, would to be? Wouldn't the bigger step, the better step, to be to change the law? Definitely, definitely. Like that's. I mean, that's 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 definitely it. But at the same time, it's just like you charging him for murder. Lets me know that if you come and it, it when a, when a cop shoots me and I don't deserve it, there are consequences for it. It lets me know that. That's my, a very low bar. No, it lets me know. It's, that's 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 the bar. Our bar is that we're saying that our lives matter. Yeah. Black lives matter. That is the bar. <laughs> it's fucking low as shit. It's been low. Isn't that isn't that amazing? Like, how been, fucking low. Like, we don't want to be higher. We just want to say, hey, you know that guy that that guy's sitting there. It's don't shoot him. It's that, not even a bar. It's a stripe on the floor. It is. It's like it's not a even, stripe of it's painters not even tape. A curb. It's the it's the paint. That it's the basically the paint that doesn't make on the curb and like just kind of gets yeah, yeah, yeah. Bam, hits the street. Yeah, that's the step. Like that, we want to get it's that orange spray paint that they've used to mark the not even on the curb. Yeah, like we just want to say, hey, we matter. Yeah, and that's like what we that that's what we, that that's what we get pushed back for. Like we matter. No, you don't. We do. You don't. That's what we're fighting for. Yeah, I mean, there's there. Look, and and this verdict I, just told me that. Drywall matters more. I don't see the point of contention with any of this because, like I said, this should not happen to 
anybody. Anybody. But the law says that it can happen to anybody. Any exact no, like you're right. Like when they had that raid down here and they killed those two people. So white yeah, they're white people. They're white people. Yeah. Um there was a small bit of outrage. There was. I think there was a lot of confusion because the narrative at the time was that they were actually drug dealers. Yeah. When they weren't, they had the wrong house. It's almost almost the exact same setup. It's almost the exact same story. They busted in HPD busted in somebody's house. They started shooting back. The the residents of the the house started shooting back. Mm-hmm. And they ended up dead. Yeah. They were defending their house, they were defending the property. And it turns out there was some some cop on that team, that task force that just planted evidence and then misguided people and made up this whole story and then they they got it wrong. They got it totally wrong. Yeah. Two people true. ended up dying. That was a crazy ass story. Um a crazy ass story. And as far and as far as I know, uh I don't I and it's been a while since I've kept up with that story, but I don't think that that officer I think the officer like was put on leave. Yeah, I think he lost his job. But I think he, he lost his job and I think he got charged, but as far as I know, I don't think he went to jail. I don't know yet. We don't know yet, but the thing is, and I, but you're right about that. And it's but this like, is this is what this is the point I was trying to make is that sorry. this so often happens with very little repercussions where I'm trying to think of a better of a of an analogy that would make sense, but it does like it doesn't make sense because nobody's lives is ever being lost. But I mean, like think about a, like think about a doctor, sure, or even a coach of a team, uh-huh. right? If a team goes in and shits the bed, like if if your fucking running back on your football team runs into your own end zone because he's he's not properly coached, whose fault is that? Well, yeah, you can place blame on the running back because it's like, yeah, you should know better, but the buck stops with the coach. Yeah. So why are we still allowing these police chiefs and these uh these these judges and these prosecutors to hold their position when they all have to sign off on this. Not like your- none like none of this goes through without the chain of command, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you sign off on raiding somebody's house and innocent people end up dying and you didn't even get the and you already had the guy who you were looking for, why do you still get to keep your job? Why do you still get to sign off on other possibly deadly uh raids like this? Yeah. So when we say keep fighting, you know, we we ultimately mean like this isn't a one or two year thing. This is like a 30, 40, 50 year fight. Mm-hmm. Because in order for us to get anywhere with this, we have to get people in infiltrating into the system. We have to get people that are elected and appointed that can actually change the laws, that can actually do something, that can actually st- say when they look at something that comes across their desk and say, wait, wait, this doesn't look right. You guys need to go back and 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 double check this, triple check this, make sure that this is right. Yeah. Because you're dealing with people's fucking lives. It's not games. And and if the result is that people who lose their life don't even get the justice to at least bring the family some sort of closure and bring the community a little bit a sense of of hope that their life is worth something. Then, then you're you're not doing your job. You're not protecting and serving. Nope. You're not. Like you, like I, I, at this point, I'm not even fighting for change. I'm just fighting for um, principle. Yeah. Like, I'm just not. I'm just like. Even if nothing changes, I'm not gonna. You know, think this is okay. Like this will never be okay to me. 
like and that's kind of like I think that still um protesting is necessary. Um doing what they had to do, they really, you know, they, like if what's hurt be necessary because it's just this is never be it's not gonna be okay. And I'm not gonna just lay down and let you think it's okay because it's never gonna be. Yeah. Stop donating to the fucking police. If like you really want to make a difference, just if like if you have a buddy that's a police officer, just make him a pot of lasagna or something. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like if you really want to do something, like take care of the person. Don't take care of the system. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> Breathe. Exhale. <laughs> shoot, 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 be do, 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 shoot, be do, do, shoot, be do, do, Is that is that making you feel better? It, no, Whitney's great. <sighs> Let's talk rap. Let's lighten the mood a little bit. Please. Let's talk hip hop. We had this idea a long time ago to do the top five rap duos. Of all time. And I think that that's a fun conversation because we don't see a lot of rap duos anymore. We don't. And I also want to, I also want to make sure that we didn't like taper the list because I was, because I was raised in the third coast. Look, raised I know, East look, I know you wanted an excuse to talk about UGK. I know no, that's no, what no, you I'm wanted. No, no, no. I just, I just, I just know the, I think we're going to have different lists. You think so? I think so. I don't, I don't think they're going to be the same lists because I think. Now, are we talking, because I think we should clarify just a little bit. All right. Yes. Are we talking. MC MC duo? Are we talking MC producer slash DJ duo? I'm talking about like who, whoever gets on the mic and rhymes, basically. So two MCs. It's two MCs. It can be a DJ in the middle of it, but he, okay. if, he if he doesn't get on the mic, then so I, Pete Rock and CL Smooth. That definitely can be on there. Okay. Yeah, for sure. All right. So it's like uh, it'd be two different people on the mic spitting. Okay. And they can have a producer there, but it's just the mic on the mic is just those two people. It's like it's like tag team rules. All right, basically, and that's also that's I'll say that because it's not like you can't have two stars that come in and do like a collaboration. That's not a deal to me. Like you can't say that. Like to me, the, the people. So about Brooklyn's the, finest, Jay Z and Biggie. No, doesn't count. That doesn't count. That's like that's like the Mega Powers. No, we're not. We're not comparing either one of them to Hulk Hogan. You're right. I'm sorry. No, but I'm just saying. I'm, I'm. I'm saying. That's I'm saying Hulk at that time. No, you know what I'm saying no. You're right. No, I'm sorry. We're not doing that. Also, you're right. I'm sorry. It's like so I'm saying Undertaker and Kane. It's not even great. It's not, not the gravitas. It's not, no, no, it's no, not no, no, no. It's, I'm saying no. It's like Undertaker and Kane. Like they, they didn't they didn't pan out too well. <laughs> <laughs> like like Taker is. I think Taker is Blue Lives Matter, and and Kane doesn't want to wear a mask. So <laughs> that's so weird. And it doesn't. It didn't. Kane doesn't want. Kane doesn't want to wear a mask. <laughs> the guy that built his career <laughs> sent his kids through college wearing, uh, wearing, wearing a, mask. a mask. This is like he's an, he's really anti-mask. He's anti-mask. Holy shit. Yeah. 2020 is just the best writer. <laughs> he's the mayor of Knoxville. Not <laughs> Knoxville. Not Knoxville. He's like some some in Tennessee, actually, ironically uh, enough. But, Kane uh, is anti-mask. Just fucking bury me. Like I can just just bury me. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm done. Like just. This is a rap. You can just stop it right there. Like, yeah, just no. Fucking hell. Fuck that. Shit. Um, wow. Okay, so <laughs> let's. Sorry. We can't move on until we find a proper analogy. Oh, I got it. Okay. It's like Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. Okay, we'll go with that. I was yeah. gonna go Rock and Stone Cold. Clay Tag Team. They did. They did. But it wasn't like 
you know, yeah. they kind of just did it for a little while. Yeah, that's why. That's why it's like it's like a project. Oh yeah, no. Okay, yeah, that's what you're talking about. It's like a project. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, like that's why I'm like, because I, I said people like Jay Z and Kanye. I'm like, that's a project. That's that's not a fucking duo. I don't know. Can we count that? I don't think so. Because they have like one. They had they had one album. They never did it again. Well, I mean, you could count Blueprint. I mean, first was, Blueprint is that. I mean, Kanye had enough input on that. Yeah, but like, did he? I'm talking about like people just spit. Like, I'm talking about like the, the back and forth spitting. That's what I'm talking I don't know, about. I watch the throne, though. It's pretty fucking it good. It is great, but I'm saying like that's just one. It's just one album. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Um, do you want to go first or do you want to go back and forth? We can go back and forth. Okay. Are we doing like five? Five, like, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. But like, it's like does any particular order or is number one your best one? I think it was my best one. I, I do number one. I think we're gonna have the same number one then. Probably, I think everyone might have the same number one, but that's for. But I mean, if they if they if they're there, then they deserve it. Fuck it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they earned it, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, you go first. All right, my number five is going to be a ball and MJG. Wow. Yeah. I was did not see that coming. You didn't? No. Why not? Well, I mean, I love a ball and MJG. Yeah. But I feel like they are, in terms of hip hop duos, yeah, very underrated. Very slept on. Extremely. Put Memphis on the map. Yeah. But not to the point where you know, I think you, you gotta really love hip hop to to recognize the greatness of Eight Ball and MJG. I don't think the casual hip hop fan would know. Yeah, though that's they're my they're my number five though. Like I, I that's one of like the first rap I've ever introduced to. Really? Yeah. How did you get introduced introduced to Eight Ball and MJG? I think I found like a mixtape mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I just like listen to shit and the show's great. Yeah. Uh my number five, CNN, Capone and Noriega. See? I'm saying like East Coast, I'm yeah. third coast. We're gonna yeah. have different nah, lists. Yeah, you're right. I'm telling you, <laughs> you, dog. I'm telling you, man. Uh Capone and Noriega, the war I mean, the war report is like yeah. you you could put that on today and like all you want to do is just rob people. <laughs> and like you don't want to do anything else. You just want to beat people up and you want to snatch chains yeah. and stomp somebody out with yeah. some Timberlands on. It's a fantastic. It's it's the best feeling in the world, <laughs> and it's great rainy day music. Like I feel like a lot of great music has a weather attached to it, uh-huh. and I feel like the War Report is like slick streets, cold weather, overcast, like that kind of. That's yeah, the no, kind of vibe. That's that good. Like I said, like no, like I respect this man, but I'm where I'm at. Like, no, I like this. Like, I like this already. I like where yeah. we're going. All right. What's your number? Uh, your number four. I think my number four is gonna be like a uh, another. I think it's another underrated one. Mm-hmm. Skip Little Brother. Does that count as a duo? Little Brother. Yeah. They have a lot of stuff together. Like no, 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 no. I get that, but like between like is Ninth Wonder not? He doesn't. He just produces. I know, but he's kind of he, like he hasn't gotten the mic though. All right. Yeah, like, I guess you're right. Like that's 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 number before. Okay. Like I, and and I'll, I'll die on that hill, man. No, 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 no. Look, look I'm not. I'll never disparage, disparage anything. Like the, the worst thing that I can say about Fonte is that he inspired Drake. Like that's the <laughs> worst thing I can say about it. But he does Drake better than Drake does Drake. So definitely, I can't really. Foreign Exchange is also good stuff. And he's great on Twitter. Yeah, Fonte is a great follow. If you don't follow Fonte on Twitter, like please S- do yourself a favor. Some of the favor. best skits. Oh yeah, I mean, look, <sighs> Prince Paul. Is the the godfather of the the hip hop skit? But right there, underneath him, is little brother. If, if you want to talk about it, maybe maybe you could put like Snoop and you know yeah. G Funk on there, like the Warren G and the 
those guys. Yeah, but not some of the best skits. But yeah, best skits. Uh, my number four are the clips. Okay. Okay. I mean, look. I get that. Look, Lord willing, until <laughs> the casket drops. I mean, come on, man. I get that. What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? I get the clips, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's another good one. Another one where you just want to sell drugs. <laughs> I want to do, no, like, I, I, I want to move this, white. To this, de- to this day, I listen to Push, and I'm just like, man, I, I really wonder. Like, I could do this. <laughs> Like maybe I should maybe I should start cooking crack. I could do this. I got I got, I do I got this. Ba- I got baking soda. I got baking soda. I got mad baking soda. I can and I can get some more. I know where they Listen to Hell Hath No Fury, and tell me if you don't con- think you can convince yourself that you could cook crack, right. and sell it. Yeah, no, like no. Some of them, like I got, some of those albums. I, I, I got the only reason soda. I know what a Pyrex is, <laughs> is because of the clips. All right, give me your number three. All right, number three. My number three is Tribe. That's not a duo. It's not a duo? No, it's three of them. Well, who's, is this Fife and, um, what you call it, though? Fife and, Fife and Q-Tip, but then you got Ali Shari- uh Fuck, I can never say the dude's name. But he's always in the videos. Yeah, but he's not spitting, though. No, but this, That's what I'm saying. My thing no, is- I can't. I got to throw a flag on the play. All right. I got to throw a flag on the play. You got to take another pick. Got to pick another one. All right, all right. Give me a second. All right, give me time. number three, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you another one. My number three, this may be a little unconventional. Okay. And this may be a little controversial. That's fine. I think we've done that. We've hit. We've done controversial before. DJ Jazzy Def and the Fresh Prince. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Because here's the reason why. If you want to talk about trajectory of success mm-hmm. from hip hop onward it begins and ends with will smith i really i don't and look i love jay i love hove i love kanye i love puff i i appreciate everything that they've done but you and i we talked about will smith before the mics came on and about his success and i don't think that there's another entertainer of all time, black entertainer that has bigger draw overseas than he does here in America. And it all started from rap. Not only that, you're right, but completely biased take is that Jazzy Jeff is my favorite DJ of all time. And if you don't know why, I will implore you to go and Google. Actually, look it up on YouTube. It's on YouTube. But look up DJ Jazzy Jeff Peter Piper. And it will solidify him as one of the greatest DJs of all time. Okay. That's, that's my take. All right. You don't get Jay-Z without Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. You probably don't. Yeah, you... And we don't get one of the greatest television sitcoms of all time. No, you definitely don't. And we don't get one of the greatest television sitcom moms of all time. Also true. Also facts. And you don't get one of the greatest television sitcom moments of all time. How come you don't want me, man? How come you don't want me, man? We saw, we, we saw his acting chops that there. He's like, that guy's going to be a star. Oh, so good. All right. All right, so I have to get my number three. You got your number three? All right, so I get this in the tuck. It's going to be Red and Meth. Oh, that's a good pick. Red and Meth. That's a solid pick. Yeah. That's a great pick. 
They fit out. They, the thing is, like, I remember, again, huge trajectories from hip hop. Yes. Yes. Like, they, they, I remember their energies piped each other well. I also remember that too because I remember buying Method Man CDs mm. and Red Man CDs, mm. and they were never better than the two of them together. Yeah. So it's like, well, I'll take umbrage with that. There is a Dark Side is a pretty fucking good album. I, I mean, no, it is. I'm just saying, like, they're, just, they're, always, they're always better Muddy together. Muddy Waters? They're always better together. You know what? I'm a, I'm a red guy. Okay. Red yeah, is my no, guy. I get, I, 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 I can tell that. Jersey. Yeah, Jersey. But, yeah but like, I was ready together to me. So. And look, they went and did How High. They did How High. Became very, very successful. And I think Meth is on New Power season, right? He's on, yeah, which I guess we have to review at some point. We're going to have to talk about it. We should probably let it play out and then. Yeah, we'll let it play out and I come back to it. Come back to it. That way we can do just, we don't have to stretch this out over five weeks. That's that's, that's, a, that's a slow burn for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> we could just do one solid episode of, of yeah. Power Recap. Yeah, it's fine. Um. Okay, go keep going with your number two. All right, number two is gonna be UGK. All right, I know I know where this is going. Yeah, I think we all know where this is going. We know where this is going. Yeah, UG, UGK is just like that's a staple, man. Like especially coming from Houston, you can't be you can't be from Houston. No UGK. No, dog. no. And I, I think not enough people. Like here's the thing, I get a lot of shit for not being a fan of Houston, but uh-huh. it's very specifically the sports teams. <laughs> when it comes to the music, I've always been on Houston hip hop shit. Yeah. No, it's it's like it's, I was listening to Scarface back when I was in Jersey. Scarface is another good one. Yeah. Scarface is a great one. But UGK? I remember when I saw the Big Pimpin video and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. This is fun. <laughs> this is fun. These guys are fun. Nah, Pimpsy no nah, no, that's definitely my number two. Uh Man, that's like my that was all that was like them all middle school and high school. That was just all UGK. Yeah. They were like just constantly putting shit out too. Right. Like that that or mixtape or some shit. Like there was like a constant flood of just UGK shit. Very prolific. Yeah, man. My number two? Yeah. Outcast. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, look. My two and my one are depending on the day. You know what I'm saying? Like it could flip either way. No. You know what I'm saying, but like you know how I said, music has a certain vibe, like a feel to, like a, a season to it. Yeah, Outcast for me is definitely a summer. They're definitely summer cruising. They are though. You know what I'm saying? Like cookouts, clear skies, booty shorts, that sundresses. I must. I must. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the kind of vibe that you get. Southern playlistic Cadillac music. That's the name of the album. Uh, how it's do you, all one word. All one word. And how do you say that? How do you listen to uh, uh, Players Ball and not just want to like go to a go go drive your car down during a car show, go to the car wash, something like that? Like, how do you not want to do that? Yeah, man, it's beautiful music. It's amazing. So, Dungeon Family. I mean, come on, man. What are you talking about? Talk about my number one. Talking about rap. Oh, that's your number one? Number one's Outcast. Number one's Outcast, man. Number one's like the thing about what I've what I've seen rap deals is that they use like a, a like a lyrical guy mm-hmm. and there's an energy guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that like when you have the when you think about that breakdown of like rap deals, like I don't know if anyone does it better right. than three thousand and Big Boy. Yeah. I just don't know. I think uh Big Boy has certainly taken the crown 
in since they've gone their like solo careers. Yeah. I mean, like he's he's a rapid ass rapper, big boy. But every time Andre pops up on a feature, Jesus, you make sure you stop what you're doing <laughs> because you got to pay attention to what this motherfucker's saying. Yeah. Right. I remember he popped up on that Kesha feature. Remember that? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, he just came out of nowhere. Came out of that. nowhere and was talking was... about nothing. I was like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? But I listen to that song. All the time I Bro, to I still listen to it. Yeah, like I've never, I, like I was like, wait, Kesha? Yeah. That beat was hard. Yeah. And Wiz Khalifa kind of snapped on that too. Yeah. If we're really talking about it. Yeah, no, nah, he, Wiz, Wiz, Wiz earlier stuff is great. Like I don't, I'm not mad at him now because I like getting a check. I get it. Mm-hmm. But like his earlier stuff, like nah, he was. No, I love Outkast though, man. Yeah. I love Outkast. And fucking, uh, what's the production company? Um, uh, Sleepy Brown and oh God, what are those guys called? Organized music. Organized music. Yeah. Organized noise. Organized Sorry. noise. Uh, they they kind of the first time I ever really heard mute like songs like with chords and you know uh, like solos and instrumentation like came at the hands of those Southern Playalistic Aquemini. Stankonia albums like those albums like introduced me to f- like funk really yeah it was it was different those and, guys and, different. and then even like with the, their last album was just like the speaker box speaker box below, below. Was like that just went to some other shit it was like yo we could do this in hip hop oh yeah oh yeah man I remember that that album came out ironically enough I think it came out like it was September of 2003 uh huh because it came out right when I moved to to Texas. Yeah. And I live with that album a lot. It's great music. My number one, Showing White East Coast Bias. Uh, uh, this is why this is a good list. I'm telling you. Mob Deep. The you, infamous. See, that makes sense to me. Because it's like, I, like I said, I get, like I, I know what East Coast people are into. Mm-hmm. But it's not like what I'm into. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I've heard it and I get it. But like when you grow up with it, I could see that I, that could be your shit. Bro, the infamous album, front to back, bulletproof for me. There's not a skippable song on there. There's like, <sighs> the fact that Prodigy was so young. I mean, we say this a lot with, with young MCs, but the fact that Prodigy was so young, talking the kind of shit that he was talking, and Havoc just being almost reckless with the production. Cause some of the shit doesn't even like line up. <laughs> some of the chord, like the like the chords don't don't match. You know, some of the some of the quant quantization is off. Some of the, like it just it's like, like there's little bits of humanity. It's like a perfect imperfection. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Imperfections. It's 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 that 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 the the fuck ups that you kind of pay attention mm-hmm. to, where you're just like, oh no, it's still kind of hard. It still works. Yep. Still works. And again. The 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 vibe that you get, the the season of it. This is cold weather music, boy. This is some funky cold weather music. This is fucking bubble goose jackets. This is like Fubu jeans. Fucking Tim's. Timberlands with the leather. You know what I'm saying? Not lugs. Not lugs. <laughs> <laughs> Funk Master Flex doesn't get a check. Niggas really had it with love. With the Z. It was about with the Z. 
Oh god. But yeah, Funk Flex doesn't get idea. Funk Sorry. Flex doesn't get a check from this. Lugs. Well, lugs. <laughs> the Spreewell shoes. <laughs> wearing spree when I wearing Spreewells with these. What the fuck, your rims? Oh my god. <laughs> Disgusting. That is an absolute crime. <laughs> you ever seen the fucking rims though? No, yeah. Yeah, like you know, like that was just like foot sweat just in the fucking bubble with the, the thing rim. Is, like Latrell Sprewell never answered for those crimes. <laughs> he never did. Like we just let him skate on that. <laughs> we really did. We let him get away with that. We really let a man with straight back sell us shoes <laughs> with a, rims in them, dog. Put a rim in a shoe. How do we get how do we allow him to do that? I don't know. I'll never forgive y'all niggas for doing that, man. <laughs> That's... Y'all are terrible. But nah, man, Mob Deep is my number one. Hit. Like uh, I could, but like I said, depending on the day, yeah, like it no, could I be agree. Mob, it could be Outcast. You that's know what I'm saying? That's how I made UGK and Outcast. Right. Same thing. Like, oh, we need to talk about international players anthem for a second. <sighs> Can we? We have to. That's like, like, yo, like the thing is, like, I don't like that's gonna be if you're not if that's not at your wedding, I don't want to be there. When did that start? Because th- there was a time where I was going I to weddings and it, it wasn't being played. I don't know, but I but I welcome it. I love it. I love it. I love I, it. I, 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 want, I want to be the, it should be the first, like the, at I least the walk, third song. I want to walk out to that song. Yo, why not? It's the only reason I actually want to get married is to have the reception, but I want it to be like a fucking party. Fucking sing along because everyone's singing this shit. Bro, if you if don't you know it, get out. If you ain't singing along to International Players album. Security. You are not in the family. That one. Yeah. Out. Yeah. You got to go. You can't be here. As, that's that's a prerequisite to getting the invitation. Yeah, like, it's like you got to recite certain songs, so that I know when we they come on, we you are part of the chorus. In fact, I'm gonna give you like the on the invite is gonna have like lyrics on the um on mm-hmm. the on the RSVP. Mm-hmm. It's gonna have lyrics that are like blank spots. So yep. at least you need to either Google this or something and yep. just send it back to me. Right. Exactly. Otherwise, you're not invited. I need you to fill this out. I need you to know that at least you have a modicum. Of what's going on in this song, because if it's played and you're not singing it, I'll have security remove you post haste. <laughs> post haste. <laughs> I'll say that enough. Post haste. Post haste. You're gonna do this post haste. Post haste. That's a pretty solid list, man. I think we did pretty well. Do we want to do like honorable mentions for anybody? Um, sure. We can honorable the honorable mention for. I guess it depends on. I go. I say Eric B and Rakim because I've heard their Absolutely. stuff. But like, I can't. I don't want to think like, oh, I was in their shit. Like that was before my time. Sure. Yeah. No, I get it. You know I'm, I'm a but, big. I'm a big Eric B and Rakim fan. Yeah. But in terms of like what I still go back to, right. I, I I bet like if I was 20 years older, I'd probably have them on my list. Definitely. Um, I'd probably have Gangstar on my list too. Yeah. If I were a little bit older. Right. Um, Guru did go to Morehouse though, so we do have that connection. Okay. Um, oh, um, a lo- a lo- another local one, um, Paul Wall and Kameenir, because that's they were, How many albums did they put out together? I want to say that they had a they had a gang of mixtapes. So that's the mixtapes, right? They had a gang of mixtapes. Yeah. So uh, to me, it counts because I mean, like I've heard, I've, I've I remember hearing the mixtape for like years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll, I'll put them on there for sure. Um, we could probably oh, we could probably put like uh, who else? Um, there's got to be some. Uh, I think I, have to, I think help me out here, Ed. I think it's about fitting our criteria that is a hard part because you can say salt and pepper. Oh, run the jewels, run the jewels, salt and pepper. Well, salt and pepper is another three, a three. I mean, but that's Spinderella, but she's on the she's a DJ. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I like, guess. She's not spit. But we can't like just not like include her. Include her that she's there. Yeah, but I'm saying she's, like, she's the in. Yeah, she, I, there's salt. 
there's Peppa, and it's Benderell is the end. When I say what when, when I say like duos, I'm not trying to exclude the people that are in the background because they're part of it too. But I'm saying like you're part of them spitting. It's like this is like your unit. So I can't have like I can't put Goody Mob on there. No, you can't. You know what I'm saying? But like, you, you did try to you did try to exclude Ali Shahid. I didn't exclude him. You did because you were like, oh, it's a duo. But like, and I know that like Tip did all the production, and like we were led to believe for years that. Ali did the production, yeah. but he was the DJ. It's, it's so, like Salt and Pepper. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it counts. Yeah, I said it as as a duo, but they all count. I'm not doing this with you. All I'm right. not getting into semantics with you. All right, um, right. <laughs> let's look. Uh, I looked up a oh crisscross. We could put crisscross on. There. Oh yeah, honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. Can't can't deny their uh, contribution. Definitely. EPMD, another one, East Coast. That, that is. But again, somebody that I listened to on. Uh, you know, we could. I mean, we could Smith and Weston. You could do. Yeah, you could do this all day. You could do this all day. Like, that's why I said top five because like we do tip ten and like we're gonna be here all day. All day. Just talking. But that was really fun. We should do this kind of stuff more often, man. It kind of lighten the mood in here. I feel good Definitely. now. Definitely, because we're, uh, apparently we're just getting all out of fuck shit this year. So. Yeah, we are. Let's do this again next week. Yeah. Um. So speaking of duos, is there a greater duo than Connor? McGregor and wasteful uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh time wastingness. <laughs> no, it's like uh what do you call it? What do you call it when somebody's um looking for looking for attention? Cloud chasing? Kinda maybe, I guess maybe? That, that fits. I don't know. Whatever the fuck it is that Conor McGregor is doing fighting Manny Pacquiao for COVID nineteen relief. I think it's checked well oh yeah. Oh, is that what it's for? You did not. You didn't know that. No, I did not know that. Yeah, like I guess the uh, I guess the Philippines got pretty badly hit. Yeah. And uh, this is going to be because he's still a senator out there, Manny, Manny Pacquiao. Okay. So he's he's still uh you know still taking care of the people. Right. So they decided that they were going to do this as a a fundraiser to raise some money to help people out there. And are they are they making anything off of it? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Yeah, I gotta, yeah, I gotta look more into that because like it just feels like. I don't. I don't. I don't know how charitable that is, to have like these two fighting. Well, it certainly is going to draw. Definitely, and if if if, if it's purely like just for charity, then it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like here, it's hard to share on that. Yeah, I didn't know that before. Well, it's it's a it's a good cover. Um, I don't think that it's all of the money is going to go to charity. I think they are going to take a purse. Right, but. I don't think we'll know that for sure. Like that, that news might not come out until after the fact. That's that, that that's useful. But I mean, look, it doesn't really matter. Like the money's gonna, like a good amount of money is gonna go to hopefully where they say it's gonna go. I mean, look, it's boxing, it's international foreign affairs. There's there's a whole lot of red tape. There's a whole lot of who's who. There's a whole lot of looky loos. You know, there, we may, we may not ever know the full story. But the the fact of the matter is, Conor McGregor. Post UFC fighting career has done pretty well for himself doing he's, these kinds of things. I think he's still fighting though. That's the thing. Like he's still. It, been, I thought he retired. Nah, he's he's he he's still like he he had drug tested like I think last month. Like when you retire, retire. They don't drug test you anymore. So the fact that he's still contested says that he's not retired. Well, he probably didn't get wouldn't have to get drug tested for this round, wouldn't he? No, it's not. It's but it's not for this. It's like I think you saw that like you're just always in a random 
program to get drug tested. Like mm. when you retire, they take you out of it, so you're not drug tested. But he got tested like last month, which which made the news. And they were saying, "Oh, he's still fighting." Gotcha. So, and then I think um, Dana came out and said that he's going to be out and he should be fighting next year. Yeah, the, he says that every year. This is also true. He says that fucking every year. That's not wrong. Um, but fuck all that, man. Let's not talk about Conor McGregor because he's not even interesting. <laughs> he's not even the most interesting that happened in the UFC this week. Uh, your boy, Kamaro Usman. Yeah. Your fellow countryman. He's my countryman. Got into a little spat with uh, Trump's favorite MMA fighter, Colby Covington, uh, after Covington uh, beat Tyrone Woodley. Yeah. Um, you want to just take a listen to the clip and then talk about it? Sure. Okay, let's do that. The biggest, worst fight of my life. That was my worst night, and that was your best night. Wait till the next time I see you. There ain't going to be no cheap shots. You're not going to be able to call fake nut shots. You're not going to call fake eye pokes and get 10 minutes of timeout and get a fake stoppage. I'm coming for you again. You know who was winning that last fight. You're on borrowed time, motherfucker. This is my time. I'm getting my belt back. First, go wipe your mouth. You got a little something on there. From, oh, yeah, uh, I'm sure. From the president. You're so go soft. Wipe your mouth. You're so soft. You're soy boy soft. Look at him. You you're got so this, soft. You, got you didn't even finish you with it. You're call. so soft. Yeah, you never finished. Would you get a who'd you get a but call from? You. you get a call from freaking your little your little tribe. They give you some smoke signals for you. <laughs> okay, you're a joke, flash. Marty. Fake news. Newsflash. News news you went to that rally. News, hey, guess what? You're fake news. No one cares about you. No one cares about you. You're pathetic. Do you care about me? No, yeah, because you got the worst decision in the history of the sport. So many bad calls against me. Oh yeah, no, no, you didn't. I stood right up. That wasn't your question. Your no, face. Marty Fake Newsman. You're, I you're full, broke. You didn't break your my face. face. I got right up and protested Look it right away. Me. That was a Look fake stoppage, me. fake rep, fake fight. Face. Wait till I see you next time. Wait till I see you next time, Marty Fake Newsman. You're dead. You're dead. Am you I? got unfinished business. Really? You better show up. Really? I'm coming for you. You said that last time. What happened? Yeah, you wait till this time. You yeah, know who's winning face. fake stoppage. You didn't break I none. Broke the only thing you broke face. is your own will. You broke your spirit. That's why you're running for me. Did? That's why you hiding. You ain't nowhere to run, nowhere to hide now. Wait till I see you next time. You didn't finish Tyrone Woodley like I did. You're dead. You're on borrowed time. Who's hey, worried? Hey, hold hold you worried about me? Look at me. Look at me. Look at you. No one to look at your hairline. That shit's gone, bro. You're the ugliest dude in the history of the UFC. That hairline's halfway up your face. Stop doing steroids. Stop. You didn't break nothing. The your only face. thing you broke is your will. You broke your will. You ain't sh- This is kind of a microcosm, right? <laughs> this is kind of an exercise in uh, just everything, <laughs> right? Because he he kind of went out, Colby Covington, I mean, and he started off, he was, he was throwing a little jabs in there, you know? Yeah. And then, when, and then when, when, when Usman followed back, he was like, look, I, I broke your face. <laughs> That was the trigger. That triggered him. It really was. That's what sent him over the edge. Because for the past, however many months it's been since their last fight where Kamaru Usman broke Colby Covington's jaw, broke his face, he's probably had to hear that every single day. He's probably had to look at his face and be like, damn, Usman broke this. This motherfucker broke my face. This motherfucker <laughs> broke my face. So I can understand why he's maybe a little triggered by that. But the the redness that this man, this man is wearing a salmon, not even a salmon, it's like a pink colored jacket with a red Keep America Great hat on. And he got about as red as the, the mid-tones between yeah, those two colors. Yeah, he, he was, was, was in, in the middle. middle. It, it was, was a nice he, gradient. He was, he, was, he was darker than the shirt, but lighter than the hat. Right, yeah. So, uh, but he, he basically just got to that point where he escalated <laughs> to started saying that he's dead. He's going to kill him. He's a dead man. You're dead! You're dead. Selling wolf tickets. And probably not going to be able to back this up because... Uh, Listen, I know if I ever get into a fight, I'm not really scared of the guy that's talking very loudly. 
I'm scared of the guy that looks very calm. <laughs> I'm scared of the guy that looks like he's been here before. I'm scared of the guy that looks like he's down for whatever happens afterwards, whether he gets to walk away from this and sleep in his own bed or if he gets to get carried away in the paddy wagon. He's cool with whatever. That's the guy that scares me because that's the guy that has no fear. That's the energy that Usman had. That is very much the energy that Usman had. <laughs> he's like, this is like, a, he's like, did I? I, I, just, I broke your face. Yeah. I broke your face. Yeah. Very matter of the fact. I like. broke your face. But you can't, you can't deal in facts with these people. It's fake news. Marty Fake Newsman, which is not a funny name at all. It's not good. I'm telling you, that's why he can't. That's what I'm saying. Like, he has to be this because he's not funny. No, he's like, not. It's like. Yeah, Laughing at your own jokes? He's not funny, it's dude. It's not good. So, like he, ha- like, he has to have a job. So, what's the job? Maybe be the mega guy. Yeah. Like, because he, he can't be Derek Lewis. No. He can't tell him that his balls are hot. He can't. Or, or, or get, a, like, a lifetime um, uh, endorsement for Popeye's chicken. No, he can't, can't do, do that. that. He can't, can't do, do that. that. It's not in, that's not in him, dog. Yeah. But I know it's not for everybody. Yeah. Hit that again. So continuing our um, shout-outs to Hispanic Heritage Month, want to talk about the Underground Railroad to Mexico and a story that will bring our people together. Black and brown. While researching U.S. Civil War history in South Texas, Roseanne Bacha Garza came across two unique families of the Jacksons and the Webbers living along the Rio Grande. White men headed both families. Both of their wives were black, emancipated slaves. But Bacha Garza, a historian, wondered what they were doing there in the mid-1800s. As she dug into oral family histories, she heard an unexpected story. The two families' ranches served as a stop on the Underground Railroad to Mexico. Across Texas and parts of Louisiana, Alabama, and Arkansas, scholars and preservation advocates are working to piece together the story of a largely forgotten part of American history, a network that helped thousands of black slaves escape to Mexico. Duh! Makes sense, right? Yeah. If you're in the South... Why not just go to the closest fucking country that you can get to? <laughs> As opposed to trying to get up to New York and still be in the same fucking country that hates you. Yeah. Just get the fuck out of here. Like the more well-known Underground Railroad, Underground Railroad to the North, which helped fugitive slaves free to northern states and Canada, the path, to, the path in the opposite direction provided a pathway to freedom south of the border, historians say. If I were a runaway slave, I would go straight to Canada. You know how much I love Canada. Oh, yeah. You know how much I love Canadians. Yes. So I can see exactly, like, if I, if I didn't stop in New Jersey, I would just keep going straight to, to Canada. So, yeah, but and also, if I was in Houston, I would probably go to Mexico. I'm sure you would. It's, yeah. the, it's the smart thing to do. It's definitely is. It's so close. It's like Beautiful down there, too. Yeah, it is. Great beaches. Yeah. You ever been to Tulum? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Enslaved people in the Deep South took this to took to this closer route through unforgiving forests than the de- than the desert, with the help of Mexican Americans, German immigrants, and biracial black and white couples living along the Rio Grande. Mexico had abolished slavery in 1829, a generation before bum ass President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> I mean, why does it take you a fucking whole generation to do the same thing Mexico did? Yeah. What took you so fucking long, huh? 
they're supposed to be on top of this shit. Look, one of these days we're going to tell the true story about Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> tell the real story. Get right? to the truth, huh? I don't know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> see, Brent, see, look, it's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was Lincoln's darkest secret? Is that he had a fake beard? He'd be doing pretty well, historically speaking, because a lot of people got dark secrets. And if, when he has a fake beard, then yo, you're betting a thousand. Oh my God. Uh, but just how organized the Underground Railroad to Mexico was and what happened to former slaves and those who helped them remains a mystery. Some archives have since been destroyed by fire and sites connected to the route sit abandoned. Slave owners took out newspaper ads offering rewards and complaining that their, quote, property was likely heading to Mexico, while Texans banished Mexican-Americans from towns after accusing them of helping slaves escape. Imagine that. (laughs) Hey, you're doing too much to help people with their freedom. Get out. (laughs) Go on, get. We don't want you here. We don't want you here. But if you see one of them slaves, bring them back. Yeah, just let us know. Yeah, give us a heads up. Here's my number. On the phone doesn't exist yet. Slave catching mobs, aka police, <laughs> ventured into Mexico only to face armed resistance in Mex- small villages and from black Seminoles or Los Macogos. Mascogos. I'm saying that way wrong. Probably. Uh, who had resettled in northern Mexico. Uh, Escaped slaves adopted Spanish names, married into Mexican families, and migrated deeper into Mexico, disappearing from the record and history. Now that's something that I could get behind. Definitely. You escape into Mexico, you meet yourself a lovely Mexican woman named Salma. (laughs) Salma. You fall in love. You learn how to dance. You learn the all the ways that cilantro is delicious. Yeah, but no, it is, it is very delicious. You learn that lime goes on everything. Everything. Makes it better. It really makes everything better. Remember there was a time that like everything had lime in it? Oh, yeah. Like Pepsi Lime. Pepsi Lime. Cheetos had lime in yeah. it. Like, there was like a whole thing where like they just put lime in everything. I was like, these Mexicans are on this up. They just put lime in all this shit. Dude, I dated a girl one time who loved Coke with lime. <laughs> and the first date we went on, we went to some restaurant. And they had like the, you remember the, like, the Hooters glasses that were like enormous? Yeah. She was like, do you guys have Coke with lime? And they were like, no, but we have Coke and we have limes. And she was like, I'll take that. <laughs> and so the fucking thing came out, and it had, like, along the entire rim, it had just limes. Wow. And she sat there, and she squeezed all, every single, every single one of them in there. To the and then she got a refill, and then she did it again. And I was like, this is, doesn't seem worth it. <laughs> the fucking the return on investment there is just not high. I think it's why she wanted Coke with lime, because it's probably less work. It, yeah. actually pretty good lime. The Coke. I wonder what happened to that Coke with lime. Like, um, they just they realize people have limes. <laughs> they should bring that back. <laughs> should they? Are you going to cancel limes? Like, what is he going to do? <laughs> I could just buy limes. I could just buy one lime and one of every product, and I'll be fine. Like, I don't have to have the Cheetos with lime. I could just buy Cheetos and the lime. Or I could just have Coke. Yeah. And have the same lime same and use lime. it for the same thing. Same things. Um, so here you go. If you guys, if, if any of our Mexican friends are out there, and they're having tough conversations about race these days because they are. They're tough. This is your this is your gateway. This is your this is your way to introduce uh, the connection between Black Americans and Mexicans through a railroad and the, the love and the respect that they had. Where they said, "Hey, 
You guys having a little bit of trouble in your country with your freedoms and your, your health and be able to make money? Why don't you guys come on over and settle up here for a little while? We'll help you out. Yeah, here's a lime. Here's a lime. Let's show you how to use it. And guess what? We're not going to try to build a wall. Nope. And we're not going to try to kick you out at any point. We're not going to stick you in any detention centers, try to separate you from your family. So maybe one day you'll be able to repay it, pay it forward back to us. Yeah. We'll also show you why sauce is better than ketchup. Do you have an education for the week? Um, I do. It's don't be afraid to question stuff that doesn't make sense. Mm. Like I've I've come I've railed about the boomer generation a couple of times. I feel like I feel like I can do it enough. Um by all means go in, yeah, son. Because they're just not I got like I said like the biggest disappointment of being an adult was realizing how dumb adults were. Facts. So as a child, I was like, I thought they just knew so much stuff. And then you, and then you like, it's kind of like, it's like being on a plane for like 30 years, not, not 30 years. I was like 25, 26 years. You're on a plane for 26 years. Mm-hmm. And then you finally just want to see what's going on in the cockpit. And you're like, there's no pilot. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. It's like, like y'all just been flying by since time. So we just, none of us know what the fuck's going on. Or the pilot is a watermelon. Or that it's just a with, watermelon strapped to the with the with the, with the headphones on this and the yeah. thing too. Like, yeah. why do you have that on? <laughs> like, who like who are you talking to? Put watermelon. <laughs> it has sunglasses on. Like, yeah. avi- <laughs> it has aviators on. Yeah, aviators. On. I was like, who are you talking to? Why do you have what? Like, what are you bucking the sun? It's got from? the it's got the wings. <laughs> the, wings the pilot wings on. He has a co-pilot watermelon too. It's, it's leak. His co-pilot is like a fucking cucumber. <laughs> That's what being adults is like. That's what being, that's what growing up felt like. It's just like it's a, I'm being piloted by a watermelon <laughs> and a cucumber. It's just the worst combination. Of yeah, it's just, I don't know what the fuck is going on. So it's like just question shit because like they don't know the fuck because like just because they're older than you doesn't mean they don't know the fuck they're talking about. Facts. Like they don't know what the like they're 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 as blind, they're more blind than you because they have less information than you have now. They know less than you know, and they were telling you like you should do this, you should do this. They didn't even have Google. Bro, when they we needed to look something up, they had to have like a volume of encyclopedias. And they were always outdated. Always outdated. And you had to either go to a library or you had to buy them from Encyclopedia Britannica and they send you once a, one a month. So like if you wanted it's to look... It's a real scam shit. It's a real scam shit. So like if you wanted to look up what... Uh, they had the books there too. Like, like if you wanted to look up watermelons, if you wanted to learn about watermelons, and you only had the encyclopedia from K through, I don't know, L... You just wait months until you get the W. And they have the book right there in front of them. They have the W in front of them. They just don't want to send it to you. Yeah, they just don't want to send it to you. And you, and, and you listen to those people. These are the people that are telling you how to do, th- do things. They go to Encyclopedia Britannica. These are the people telling you that uh, you don't know what you're talking about when you say that uh, you don't want to go to school with the possibility of being shot. Right. I have Google, bitch. You don't have Google. You don't, you can't even, you don't know any. All you know is, is in a book, and you haven't looked at those books. You haven't looked at those books in like 10 years, and they've been outdated for 10 years. Yeah. So just question shit, because literally the people that are, are are leading you, they're fucking blind. They don't know what the fuck is going on. They don't know anything. Like they don't. Like they raise you. That's fine. That's cool. Like and I'm even not, and even that is like a, a crapshoot. That was definitely a crapshoot. There's no blueprint on that. Yeah, like they just rolled sevens. Like that's all that was. Like yeah, I got okay, so I can I feed it, and I water it, and I change its diaper, and it doesn't die. And it's like that's <laughs> seven. 
Like you just roll, they just roll in seven. So it's like, I'm not saying that you, the, you definitely owe them. They could have just like left you somewhere, which some probably did. But they, but if yours didn't, then you do owe them that much. But I'm saying like they don't know everything. They don't know. They know very little, actually. Like they don't know that much. It's facts. So I'm just saying like just question shit more because some of the motherfuckers just loud wrong. I'm never wrong. That's. I don't comforting. know if you realize that. It's very comforting for me. It's comforting for you to know that I'm never wrong. Yeah. I can see that. I bet you would. I can see that. Um, we didn't do the housekeeping at the top. <laughs> when I say we, I mean me. We've been 102 episodes in. Yep. Still, we still don't know what we're still doing. Don't know what we're do- we still have no fucking roadmap. Idea. Nothing. Like, no we're just roadmap. Fucking like we're a watermelon and a cucumber. Yeah, that's all we are. We, we don't know how to fly this plane. Nope, we don't. But we look good. We got the headset on. We got the aviators. <laughs> I got my pilot wings on. <laughs> yep. Can't tell me nothing. Nope. We're in the air, aren't we? We're, we haven't crashed. Did you die? No. Are you dead yet? No. Go back to your seat. What are you complaining about, sir? Go back to your seat. Those are your parents. Put your <laughs> fucking seat upright. Put the tray <laughs> in the position. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at State Your Take. Check out our playlist on Spotify, the State Your Take list with Ed and Aaron. I got some good additions this week. I'm excited about this. I'm excited for people to hear this shit. Got some throwbacks. You got some throwbacks on there? You gonna put some UGK on there? Nah. Nah. Put a little cast on there? Actually, no. Okay. No. Okay. But. All right. Um, peruse our wares at our shop. You can check the link in our Instagram bio. And check out our friends on the Gamagator Network. Check out Cult 45, the worst of the best podcasts. No redeeming qualities. One big toilet. Especially check out, check out One Big Toilet because he's talking that shit in this political. And it's eye-opening. So I picture with ovaries and handcuffs. I was like, this is deep. And deep shit, man. It's heavy. You have anything you want to tell the people? Uh, um, I mean, I, I think something. Yeah, uh... Fuck the uh, fuck the attorney general from Kentucky. I don't know his fucking name. Oh yeah, not bro- not him. worth learning. Fuck that guy. Not worth. Daniel learning. Cameron, that's his name. No. Fuck Daniel Cameron. That's what I gotta say. No, oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were just gonna let it ride out. No, fuck him. Yeah, but fuck him though. Um, and peace to Breonna Taylor. And peace to her family. We'll see you guys next week. We love most of you. Don't care for the rest of you. Gator Productions.